0: What's going on guys? Welcome to the Just The West Podcast. I'm your host Just The West and happy Saturday, happy NFL debut eve as we are just one day away from the first NFL Sunday amidst 2020, amidst 2020 COVID-19 season. So going into it, I know that there was a little bit of football earlier this week, Thursday, Chiefs, Texans, it was awesome just to see some football. 34 20 Chiefs and I don't know if you guys saw the game but Clyde Edwards Allaire looks a one for them Uh, he looks like exactly what they needed on top of their Super Bowl win you know beating the Niners and all Uh, but they looked solid uh, for their NFL season debut and so I'm hoping you know with one game down for 2020 um, week one is upon us for the rest of the games and I hope that that goes According to plan, just because, you know, right now I'm in the Bay Area and the air quality here is not ideal. Uh, a lot of fires, uh, a lot of forest fires, a lot, a lot of shit that's been going on this past month in the Bay Area, West Coast, Left Coast, Pacific West area. And, yeah, know, man, the, uh, the air quality hasn't been good. Uh, I'm in Berkeley right now. It's been ranging between like, I don't know, like in terms of air quality index from like 100 to 200. Hasn't been ideal, and uh, the Niners are slated to play in Santa Clara in the Bay Area, but uh, we'll see about that. Anywho, uh, this is the Week 1 Just the West podcast as I give my thoughts about some of the games at hand for the NFC West. I cover the Niners, the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks, and let's just talk about a little bit of news going into the start of the season, because literally this just happened like... Well, for one, Cooper Cup, he got an extension today, as of Saturday. It's a three-year extension uh, for 48 mil. So, you know, annually 16 mil. He has been the top go-to guy for the Rams um, pretty much ever since he he, he was a rookie. He was a fourth-round pick, I believe, out of Eastern Washington. Um, Fun fact of the day, he was teammates with Kendrick Bourne, who's with the Niners. But ever since then, he has been a key, key receiver for the uh, for the Rams as a slot receiver. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm happy to see Cooper Cup get paid and retain. Uh Conversely, you know, I, I know you guys were checking out some of those Rams hard knocks with the Rams and the Chargers that this past offseason. And a lot of talk was going to be on the Rams cornerback, Jalen Ramsey. Star cornerback, they acquired him last year um, during during the season actually they gave up two first round picks a mid-round pick and received Jalen Ramsey with the expectation that they would eventually sign him to a new deal and during Ram's hard knocks I mean that was the talk of the town between reporters and Jalen Ramsey uh when's your new deal coming what's the deal with it and he tried to kind of push it back and just saying hey you know what let my agent take care of it I'm here to focus on football and lo and behold. I'm happy for him because he got the deal that he wanted. Five years, $105 million, with $71.2 million guaranteed at signing. And so this is the highest contract for a um, defensive player annually. Uh, I think that he's going to get a little bit north of 20 mil. Uh, Previously, Darrell Rivas, he got a six-year deal with Tampa Bay from the Bucs when they signed him. I think he was right around 18 mil. Uh, So yeah, Evie Sterell Rivas, he is the highest paid defensive player in the league. Uh, And you know what, for the Rams, they were tough, you know, they were put in a really tough position, you know, obviously trading for him and giving up a lot of draft capital for him. Uh, But, you know, if you're going to build around your team, you build around your quarterback who they invested in, Jared Goff, pass rusher, Aaron Donald, who's, you know, he's a defensive tackle, but he's an unworldly. Defensive tackle in the trenches. And now you have your shutdown corner in Jalen Ramsey. So they're guaranteed to have at least those three for the next three, four years. And, you know, given that they were in the Super Bowl a couple years, that's a pretty good nucleus to build around. Um, the one thing that makes it really challenging is because of what they did in years past with their draft picks, they don't have too much draft capital moving forward. Um, you know, they've taken swings and, you know, a couple misses. Uh, on some players that are no longer with the team. But if they're going to build on these three players, which is Jared Goff, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and you can also make a case now because this certainly isn't... um, It wasn't cheap either, you know, Cooper Cup for three years, 48 mil. But, you know, they have their set of players that they like to build upon. And so I think moving forward, they have to be very, very careful with their draft capital, uh, managing the salary... And just to see what happens uh, when they have to make these tough decisions moving forward, especially with the salary cap being, at least the floor being for next year, uh, the salary cap is supposed to be $175 million. So they have some tough decisions to make, but all in all, uh, I think that their roster should be okay. Uh, So let's just go ahead and get started with the Week 1 NFC West matchups at hand as we enter... Sunday, 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 September 14th. Okay, so morning game, you have the Seahawks against the Falcons. Um, Afternoon game, you have the NFC West Divisional game, which is what I'm really looking forward to in the Arizona Cardinals at San Francisco Niners. And then we get a little bit more NFC West treat Sunday night. You have the Cowboys at the Rams. Uh, And that one's really interesting because not only is it Sunday night football, but it's going to be the first debut Game at SoFi Stadium. It's a $5 billion development, brand new stadium for the Rams, supposed to be state of the art. I can't wait to check that out as well. Uh, But let's go ahead and take it at the top of the order, which is the Seahawks at Atlanta. So you have the Seahawks against the Falcons. You know, all these games, everyone's starting zero wins, zero losses, zero ties. And so you have the Seahawks favored by two and a half over under 49 and this should be a really really fun matchup guys it's one of those matches where you could be a potential shootout you have obviously russell wilson if they let him cook in the first half i'm going to be intrigued to see how the play calling is but you potentially have a shootout because both teams have really good receiving corps on paper at least you have tyler Lockett, at d M- metcalf and then on the other side you have julio jones and Calvin Ridley, I mean, that is really fun to watch. And so, will it be a shootout? You know, knowing Pete Carroll, I don't think necessarily he's going to allow that to happen. Uh, at least the first half, you still have Chris Carson. They have a couple of uh, rookies in DJ Dallas, Carlos Hyde. I think that you're still going to see something similar to what we've seen year over year with Pete on this offense. But it's intriguing because, you know, you look at this Falcon secondary and... I know they drafted in the first round, AJ Terrell, they get Keanu Neal back, they get a couple of their key secondary guys back from last season, but, you know, it's a very underwhelming secondary, and on paper, DK Metcalf against AJ Terrell is a matchup that I really like, um, shoot, I mean, I'm not really scared of their secondary, and so, the play should be there, you know, pound, 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 play action, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, who says no, Okay uh conversely though uh, while they are going to be passing there should be some opportunities for russell wilson and this crew to cook i will be intrigued to see how this new legion of boom version 2.0 supposedly will do in 2020 because they just you know kind of similar to um what uh, the rams did to acquire Jalen ramsey well i mean they did the same thing essentially only they did it for strong safety all pro jamal adams this offseason, they traded two first-round picks, a mid-round pick, uh, and then some to get Jamal Adams from the New York Jets. And so he is supposed to boost the secondary, boost this defense, because on paper, now this Legion of Boom is Jamal Adams, Quinton Dunbar, Quandary Diggs, and Trey Flowers. Pretty good on paper. I can say Marquise Blair as well. But um, really good on paper. Supposedly, maybe the best secondary in the league. Uh I'm going to be really intrigued to see how this new secondary cohesively improves as a unit and and shows that, you know, Jamal Adams was worth the pick. Because, yeah, you have offensive like this. You got Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Aiden Hurst, uh, some pretty good weapons for Matt Ryan in this Falcons passing game. So... How they do will be really intriguing. Um, I can't wait to see that this new Legion of Boom. It looks excellent on paper. And I keep saying on paper just because this offseason has been a little tricky, uh, to say the least, especially for new players joining new teams. But that's something I'm really going to be excited for. Uh, I, I hope Jamal Adams and this secondary does come together and looks the part. They certainly paid the price for it. So that is the... Positive within this new 2020 defense, but on the other end, this is something that still keeps nailing, nailing down on me. They didn't retain Javion Clowney, and they didn't do much this offseason outside of what they did in the draft. So if you look on paper, um, I mean, who's going to be their edge guy? Who's going to be their go to pass rusher? You have Jeron Reed in the middle as your defensive tackle, a nice, Three technique defensive tackle can rush the passer, but you know you still have last year's first round pick, L.J. Collier, and you got a couple other rookies they drafted. Uh, Alton Robinson being one in the, in the fourth round, but yeah, they really didn't do much in free agency, if at all, uh, to substantially boost this pass rush, and that's been something that's been lacking. Um, so, is there something we don't know? do they feel really good with these rookies, these these younger players that they have on their front seven? Uh, that remains to be seen. I, I know that they had a couple of promising um, moments with Rashim Green last year. But, you know, on paper, without Clowney, they did take a step back. So they take a step back on the pass rush, but they really upgrade their secondary. So what do we make of it? Circling back on this, okay, so it's not necessarily going to be a shootouts, but I think it's going to be a, a higher scoring game. Um, the over-under is 49 and so the matchup that I'm really going to be intrigued for is going to be, like I mentioned before, A.G. Terrell, the Falcons' first-round pick. He's likely going to be manned up against D.K. Metcalf, a second-year sophomore guy that has looked really good in training camp and had a very strong finish to last year's, um, I won't say debuts, but postseason debuts. He killed it against the Packers. He killed it against the, the Eagles. He did very well. Um, So he finished the season strong, so he has high expectations going into this year, and he should have the upper hand against a rookie in Terrell. So that is the matchup I'm going to be watching. If I put this all together, uh, I think Matt Ryan is going to have his moments because, like I mentioned before, I'm still worried about this pass rush, and I don't know if they can get to Matt Ryan, but if they can, I mean, Matt Ryan isn't a mobile quarterback. That could be very opportunistic for the Seahawks pass rush if they do get to Matt Ryan. But if not, uh, I think that Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, uh, Hayden Hurst, I I think they're still going to cook. They're still going to make up points. Uh, But at the end of the day, the Seahawks will do what they usually do, which is slip away and come off with the win. So go ahead and give me the Seahawks 27-24. 27-24 Seahawks, 1-0 baby, 1-0 in the NFC West. Fast forward, 1 o'clock game Pacific Standard Time, or is it one thirty? Afternoon game. In my opinion, it's supposed to be the game of the week. No bias, but it's within the NFC West. You have the Cardinals, you have the Niners at San Francisco, a.k.a. Santa Clara. And this is a game that is questable to play. It should play, but like I mentioned before, the, the, the AQI, the Air Quality Index, has been a bit shoddy earlier this week because of the fires in Northern California. And so from what I heard, if the AQI is 200 and above, the games will not be played. But it's interesting to note, and I don't know if this is kind of a... Well, just take it as you will. So like uh, earlier this week, I believe it was on Thursday, uh, Santa Clara, at least the public website said, you know, the air quality was above 200. It was like 230. But then the NFL, the Niners said that they have their own tools that are more accurate than the public uh, measurement for AQI and they said it was below 200 so they practiced and so that kind of makes me believe that regardless of what we see you know from public websites and whatnot I think that the NFL will push to have this game played Uh, not saying they're necessarily compromising the health but um, I don't know Uh, that's just me kind of rambling along and I think that the winds are kind of churning uh, favorably where I think we'll have some football. But you have the Cardinals, uh, a Cardinals team that, you know, they had four wins last year. But, you know, it was a very exciting four-win season, if that makes any sense. Because you saw Cliff Kingsbury really, and this is to his credit, but evolve with his play calling. Uh, going from a lot of 10 personnel to some 12, some some 21, um, you know, kind of diversifying his personnel and really found a, a top 10 rushing group within this team. So there's high expectations for Kenyon Drake. There's high expectations for Ke- um, Kyler Murray, sophomore. And then, you know, by the way, they just acquired one of the best receivers in the game in DeAndre Hopkins, and they didn't really get that, that much second round pick David Johnson and then some change to get the best receiver in the game arguably in DeAndre Hopkins so Kyler Murray DeAndre Hopkins that is going to be the primary focus that I'm looking on if I'm a Cardinals fan because on paper that looks sexy as hell but at the same time too this offseason has been very much compromised uh sure you can have practice you can have your drills you know going through passing drills between Hopkins and Murray but at the same time, too, how many reps have they really been taking with a full defense and a game time setting, and that is uh, that's going to be tough. You can't really replicate that as best as you could, even if you do scrimmages. So, how strong is this connection going to be, at least for week one? Uh, obviously, you know you have the likes of Larry Fitzgerald, the veteran, to help with the acclamation for DeAndre Hopkins, but it's still going to be a, a tough challenge, at least from a chemistry perspective. Uh, Kyler Murray now has DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk. I mean, this looks great on paper, um, but it's going to be a very challenging debut for DeAndre Hopkins because you're playing a Niners defense that was, you know, despite what you may have seen on NFL Sunday in the Super Bowl, but this was the top rated pass defense uh, led by Richard Sherman and pretty much the same squad as last year um, when you look at the defensive personnel. I know DeForest Buckner is no longer there. He is a Colt. But, you know, 10 out of the 11 starters isn't too bad. You retain the same depth and hopefully a healthier D forward. Uh, But all in all, uh, this is going to be, you know, you have the Niners favored by seven. Uh, This is going to be a very tough task at hand for Kyler Berry. Uh, But at the same time, too, you know, the last two matchups where the Cardinals have played the Niners, they played them very tough. Uh, Kyler's legs are always put on full display, but it was even more so against the Niners the last time they played in week 11. So I am very intrigued to see if Kyler Murray will take some shots on the secondary. And I'm looking at you, Richard Sherman, because, you know, how he finished the Super Bowl against the likes of Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill. It showed that, you know, he's he's getting a little bit up there in the tooth his coverage may not be as good because he doesn't have that same athleticism so will Kyler Murray take some shots with DeAndre Hopkins that is something that I'm going to be looking at uh, but on the other side of the football when the Niners have the football you know you look on paper right now they listed Debo Samuel as out he's been dealing with a foot injury all offseason uh, he recently started practicing and then they kind of took him off uh, and then they just announced that he is out for this game so who you're going to have starting as the receivers for the Niners. I mean, you have Brandon Ayuk, who's questionable. He's a third rookie. He's been dealing with hamstring injuries as well. And so what? You're going to have Kendrick Bourne, Dante Pettis, Trent Taylor. I mean, on paper, it'll suffice, but that's a lot of unknowns. Uh, Trent Taylor's coming off an injury. Dante Pettis has been inconsistent. He's been having a strong camp. Kendrick Bourne, he's there, um, but... You know, this is a wide receiving group that is okay. Um, so will they stick to this group? Or do you think that Kyle Shanahan has something a little bit more up his sleeve? And what I'm referring to is just, you know, some pretty cool acquisitions. Um, they signed Jordan Reed, a former Shanahan favorite with the Washington Redskins. And he's been dealing with concussions throughout his career, but as of now for week one he's healthy i'm really excited to see him involved in this niners passing game whether they put him in two tight end sets three tight end sets maybe we might see some 21 some 22 uh with some kyle use check in it but that's something i'm really intrigued to see and then at the backfield i mean he's not a new acquisition but they haven't used him since they signed a ton of money for him jerek jet mckinnon Last two years, he's been dealing with an ACL injury. And so as of right now, as of this training camp, he's 100 percent healthy and he looks stronger, if not faster than what he was before. It would be really encouraging to see him involved in the passing game as a third down back uh, to see him, you know, excel and do what he was supposed to do when they signed him a couple years back. And so, you know, the wide receivers aren't there, but they might get creative with some Jarek McKinnon, with some Jordan Reed, with some George Kittle. And I am very intrigued for this Arizona Cardinals defense because, you know, speaking of all these pass catchers out the backfield, well, the Cardinals were one of the worst defenses defending the pass against running backs and tight ends. If anything, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think they were the worst group defending tight ends like period. Uh, You might've seen that last year, uh, Halloween, Uh, Week 8, when George Kittle did his thing against Buda Baker, but that's besides the point. Uh, What they do this time around should be very interesting because not only do they retain Buda Baker, they signed him to an extension, by the way. Holla at that. Congratulations. But they also drafted in the top 10, Isaiah Simmons, uh, a very versatile linebacker out of Clemson, where, you know, uh, they pretty much said flat out the reason why we drafted Isaiah Simmons was to counter the likes of George Kittle so right now Isaiah Simmons he's listed as third on the depth chart um, in terms of inside linebacker but I can imagine him being involved quite early in these packages especially if the Niners put these two tight end sets and you know really try to challenge this pass defense I can see Simmons being in those sort of packages Will it make a difference? I mean, whether it's Buddha Baker, Isaiah Simmons, but will it make a difference uh, covering the likes of George Kittle and now Jordan Reed? I think for the Cardinals' uh, tight end defense, that's going to be something that I will be very interested to watch. Let me go else down the line. Let's go more towards the trenches. More towards the trenches. Uh, The matchup that I'm really intrigued to watch because, I mean, this is like Clash of the Titans right here. Yeah, Trent Williams, Niners left tackle, who they acquired over the offseason. I think it was a third round pick and a fifth round pick. But Trent Williams hasn't played football in over a year. And it might have been to his benefits. He wasn't happy with the Redskins. And yeah, man, at least this training camp, they've been saying that he might be, at least in training camp, he looked like the best player on the team. He dominated all the drills, all the pass blocking drills. And this is against the likes of D. Ford and Nick Bosa and whatnot. But he looked excellent and he's going to go up against the Cardinals' best pass rusher. Probably their best defender in Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones always gives the Niners troubles. And, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is not as mobile as some quarterbacks. And I can understand Chandler Jones getting home to Jimmy Garoppolo again. But this is a really key matchup trent williams on the left side their new left tackle to replace joe staley against chandler jones in his debuts uh in, in the nfc west so that is really cool uh overall this matchup uh to start the season the first nfc west divisional matchup is very exciting on paper just because the cardinals are a, a tough out they're a team on the rise and if you look at it too i mean you know kyler murray first round pick second round pick was nick bosa i mean this is really cool to see, uh, and I hope that this sort of matchup remains competitive for years to come. But all in all, I mean, let's uh, let's bring it home. Niners over under 48. Uh, Niners, for, Niners favored by seven over under 48. Um, you know, you can say there's a lot of question marks for the Niners offense with Jimmy Garoppolo and their wide receivers, but... I think that there's a lot more questions that remains with this Arizona Cardinals defense. Uh, I think it's going to be a spicy game early, uh, but I think eventually that this Niners rush defense uh, with the likes of Coleman, Mostert, and now Jerick McKinnon uh, really uh, extends and gives them the win. So go ahead and give me the Niners 27, the Cardinals 17, and having the Niners covering. All right, all right, let's bring it home, guys. Okay, so week one, we're not done with the NFC West. Let's bring it home with the last game of Sunday Night Football. Sunday Night Football, mentioned before, Cowboys-Rams at L.A., at SoFi Stadium, their brand new stadium, and this is something where I really just want to check it out and catch a vibe. I know that there aren't going to be any fans in attendance since it's California, but you know, I think that this game will. There's not going to be any doubt that this game is going to start. Um, I know that there's some forest fires in North California, but you know, this is seemingly like an indoor stadium, anyways. So I think I think this game's going to start, no problem. Uh, so right now, the Cowboys are favored by two and a half, and it's a high-scoring game, supposedly over under 52, and I could see that. I could see that happening. I mean, kind of similar to when the Rams played the Chiefs. Uh, A couple years back, which was super exciting, by the way. But, you know, both teams have really good offenses. Both teams have offensive-minded coaches. Well, maybe not Mike McCarthy, but um, Kellen Moore being their offensive coordinator with Dak Prescott. And now Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, this year's first-round pick. And, of course, you got Zeke Elliott. Really good offensive team on paper. uh, A pretty... A pretty fly front seven with Jalen Smith now Alden Smith and a couple of other cats uh Everson Griffin a really interesting front seven pass rush their secondary kind of remains a little weak on paper at least they lost Byron Jones uh they're gonna have to rely on a couple of unheralded defensive backs to step up this game uh which does suggest it really being a shootout okay um and it'll go back to the trenches then. With that being said, I think that both teams can certainly throw it up and score up some points, whether it's Jared Goff or Dak Prescott. Uh, I'm Having said that, I'm really intrigued to see how Jared Goff is going to do with the whole offseason uh, with a new offensive coordinator uh, that is not Sean McVay, but just to see how this offense runs this time around, especially without Todd Gurley. Uh, this offense is going to have your same set of playmakers in Cooper Cup, Holla at that 48 mil. Robert Woods, uh, but they don't have Brandon Cooks anymore, which is okay. Uh, Supposedly, they might do a lot more two tight end sets, Tyler Higbee, Gerald Everett, uh, but you still have Joshua Reynolds, and you have a rookie in Van Jefferson. So, I mean, the pieces are there for this offense to turn along like it usually has, but I think what really messed them up last year was their lack of run game, uh, because Todd Gurley wasn't the same, they released him earlier this off season, and because of that, uh, they have a platoon of running backs. You know, you have Malcolm Brown, solid guy who's been on the team for several years. He's likely to start in what should be a committee at least for Week One. They drafted in the second round Cam Akers out of Florida State, uh, a nice downhill. Well, not not necessarily a uh, fully downhill, but. Um, A versatile player that's taken on the load for his team at Florida State. Uh, Workhorse-like characteristics. And then you also have uh, Daryl Henderson, receiving back, supposedly. uh, Supposedly supposed to be more than that, but uh, a good receiving back out of Memphis who struggled last year with fumbles and injuries, but all in all, a pretty diverse group of running backs. Uh, But will the sum of its parts retain a, a decent run game? I don't know. Uh, I'll be intrigued to see how they do the carries early on, whether they lean on the veteran in Brown, or they, you know, they give the keys to Cam Akers and a little bit of love to Henderson. On the other side, on the other side, Dak Prescott has Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and, you know, Jalen Ramsey just got paid, he's going to... He's probably going to be messed up against a Mark Hoover, which would be awesome to watch. But I am pretty concerned about the rest of the secondary. I mean, you have Troy Hill, and you have a couple other cats that are stepping up. There is Williams, David Long. Yeah, I mean, just a little bit greener outside of Jalen Ramsey, but uh, they should be okay. But it still scares the shit out of me on paper because the Cowboys have some, some playmakers. Some really cool toys for Dak Prescott. So... Uh, all in all, I mean, I'll be very intrigued to see how the run game goes and how that will translate for Jared Goff and this passing offense because they should have some opportunities attacking this Cowboys secondary. I think their secondary is pretty weak right now. Um, but this run game too, I mean, I, I was talking about this Rams run game on their end, but when the Cowboys have the football and they're running the football, I think uh, you might see some, some cracks uh, to be had and not out of the fault of Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers, they do an awesome job on the defensive line. But more so, the, the these backers. Okay, so inside linebacker Corey Littleton, they let him go. He went to the Raiders. So when you look at their depth chart, you know defending the run, uh, you're gonna have a couple of new starters: uh, Mika Kaiser, Troy Reader. Uh, good on good on paper. Uh, I know that they've been in the system, but they're going to be anointed into new roles this year. And so you're going to go against one of the best run games in the league with Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield. Uh, How that comes to be will be very indicative because if they're going to run the football, it's going to set them up in the same manner as the Rams do with their passing game for play action. Uh, If they can run the football or if they can get Zeke killing these linebackers in the backfield as a receiver, that's going to be really troublesome. Um, And then when you go back to the pass rush for this Rams defense, I mean, obviously, you have Aaron Donald, but you have a couple of n- newer guys on paper. They just signed Leonard Floyd to essentially replace Dante Fowler. And then you're going to have, you know, hopefully another strong year from Sam Sim- Aku- Abukam and a couple other cats that should be in the mix. But, you know, a somewhat new front seven, uh, still led by Aaron Donald, still retaining Michael Brockers, but I just want to see this put all together, Okay. All in all, you know, when I look at this game, you know, I was talking a lot of defense and run game, but I still think it's going to be a shootout, kind of what Vegas is suggesting with the 52 over under. So I mean, I think it's going to go back and forth. I think it should be a really fun Sunday night football game where you're going to see, you know, this this stadium being utilized properly on the national stage. It should be really fun. All in all, uh, Dallas is favored by two and a half. It might slide to three. It might go back and forth. Uh, pretty even though, you know, when the spread is give and take three points, but go ahead and give me Dallas taking this. I think that they are going to be a really strong team this year in the NFC. I think the Rams should be competitive this year as well, but I think, man, it just worries me on paper. Uh, I really want to see CD lamb in his debut as a rookie. I really want to see. How this offense goes, um, I'm looking forward to a shootout sort of game. You can go either way, but go ahead and give me the Cowboys 31 to 27. Fun game, strong finish, but I think the Cowboys should be able to uh, come up top against the Rams. All right, guys. Well, hey, I really appreciate your time. I know that there's a lot going on in the world right now, and for me personally, you know, to know that there is going to be a Sunday NFL football. Uh, To know that there's going to be a season is very encouraging. I've been going through a lot of highs and lows in the Bay Area, you know, mentioning those fires, the air quality, COVID-19, work, whatever. But, you know, to watch some NBA playoffs and now NFL, some MLB, I mean, it's just uh, sports is a big part of my life. It's a big part of what keeps me kicking and going. And so to have football back uh, is something that I'm really looking forward to as we enter this fall season of what should be a very interesting 2020 so once again thank you so much for checking out the blog justthewest.com podcasts whether it's on apple or itunes and twitter at just west instagram at just west holla at me www.justthewest.com until next time stay safe out there and enjoy this upcoming nfl season we out here peace